631. I'm Sarah. And we're I'm doing good. I'm I'm my whole body is sore because I climbed a little mountain. And it's so much more fun to do it when you're not on a challenge. <laughs> I bet. Actually, like, I can't say I've ever had that it, uh, experience. It's so much better when the conditions are in your favor and you've eaten in the morning. Yeah, and it's and, optional. But I will say there there is something when that you've it, there eaten in the morning. And you have yeah, like water just, to drink. Right. Water, proper footwear. You can rest. Your partner isn't belittling you as you climb the mountain. <laughs> right. Which happens to most people. I don't let it happen to me though. But your whole body now is sore. Like oh, what yeah. specifically? Like super- your bum, your thighs, your all that. Anything up here? My oh, I had a, my bum for sure. My thighs, like the area right behind your knee, like the sides of my knee. Just you know, normal stuff that you get from walking around. And it was like after I did like a, a workout the day before, so maybe that also helps. But the part that was really like the annoying part is as we were going i it oh i was so mad at myself this is one of those classic feelings about the feeling situations because as i was walking i was trying to carry too much i had so many things in my hand and i step out of the garage and step onto uneven ground and roll my ankle as soon as like as we're on our way to a big old hike and then i collapse on the floor and it's uh, the day my period started so naturally i start crying because of course I did, Susie. It's me. <laughs> okay. Wait, yeah. were, were you crying about the pain? And just being mad that I do this the day. Yes, oh, yes, and yeah. I and then, like, yeah. that I do this the I'm like, are you fucking yeah, like, right. kidding yeah, okay, me? Okay. You know, I want to be able to. And this is like the first time we're going on like a longer hike, like a serious hike. Mm-hmm. And it almost feels like, I don't know, nobody said this was a test, but in my mind, it was like, a, okay. Let's see if – because, listen, my track record after puking every time I bike ride ain't that great. Right, right. I got to show him that I can handle a little cardio and that, like, uh, you know – and also he's never seen the challenge. So I, the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, we got to watch. We got – because he's like, you know, do you think that, like, this – we're going to do this many elevation? Are you, do you think that's okay? Like, it's just – try being nice. And I was like, oh. Yeah. You have no idea. Yeah, please. <laughs> Please, please, please. Oh, it's it's <laughs> steep like that? Please. Child's play. Child. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? <laughs> Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard... We think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So you posture, you have this sense like that, please, I got this. And so then when you roll your ankle, you think you're going to be exposed. Oh my God. Yeah. And then it's going to be like, I'm going to be like Quitter McGee up there on the mountain. Who's just like, I can't do it. Nothing would, I would hate that. This is my worst nightmare. We were like talking about that on the way up. Like, like I, I would rather it take me two days Mm -hmm. than to say I quit. What do you, I I can't, (laughs) what is the analysis of that? Like, how do you, how do you explain that? I don't fucking know. See, this is what I say. We don't know our own thing. I would, um, were you shamed for quitting ever or like, is that, was that a thing? Cause you know how you, you taught me this. I think, you know what it has to do with is like, I feel like I was labeled somebody who was lazy for a long time and I have like a lot to prove. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the same reason I think Jordan and I talked about this on when we had a little, uh, you know, when we were like up all night on the challenge that we oh. won together. We were talking about, you know, uh, uh, we have things to prove. Like people didn't believe either of us. I mean, he doesn't have a hand. <clears throat> yeah, right. So we were like, he's got a lot to prove. I have a lot to prove. And we're like, let's fucking win this for the people who have a lot to prove. You know, so I think that's it, is that it feels like that I was doubt, I, I don't know, I, that people didn't think that I, that I could. So I'm like, I'll show them. Yeah. And then I, and then that comes down to like not being believed in a way. Right. Cause you're saying, I can know how do I feel this. About that. Yeah. And they're saying, Whoa. and they're like, mm, uh-huh. you know, and I'm like, Ugh. so yeah. So, you know, I like, we, I thought it was fine and I was fine. And, wasn't it was bad. It almost was just a 14 or you guys, is that what it was called? Yeah, good job. Uh, it was almost a 14 or almost. Yes. Yes. We were, it was like 13,000 whatever feet. And we were like, what, what? We looked at this, what, like, what's the elevation? What? Did we just accidentally do that? We didn't even know. We were just going on a hike. And, Did you get short of breath? Like, you know, because you're up so high. Uh, yeah. I mean, yes, definitely. Yeah, that would it's, freak it's, me out. You... There are certain parts of the climb that are really steep and you can only take about 20 I can only do about 20 40 steps and then I have to like stop and like oh my gosh and I, yeah take it. it's fine I mean you're not like it's your I'm it's just you're out of breath cuz you're hiking up a big old hill so like it, it'd be weird if you weren't out of breath mm-hmm. but you definitely have to get used to it and it's but it's so fun. It sounds it's idyllic. So, it so good. But it totally is. I know how you're obsessed with um, winter sports, though. And so yeah. in comparison to the winter fun that you have, is this like equal? Oh. Or it's a little bit lower? Because there's not probably it's, as much adrenaline. Yeah, there's not as much. It's a different kind. There's not as much adrenaline. It's more soothing. But there's more satisfaction and grat. Like, I feel like... Because you're pushing through, which a, a term that I learned on our hike, the what Eli called the pain tunnel, where you kind of have to go through this tunnel of pain of like, yeah, this part. There's a part of of any hike or anything that's like, you know, getting to the top of any whatever that is like, oh, this is painful, 
and we were talking about what are our tools to get through the pain. Yeah, tunnel. what it, what are they? Because I think my yeah. my tunnel's really big. Or yeah, long. what do you it's use to get through? Those I don't. I quit, like, and I'm ooh. fine with it. I don't. No, you. We were both saying we use music, so we sing a little song in our head. Oh, and like. That's kind of how, or, or some people fo- like have a mantra and they keep going or they'll say something over and over. But I think we all have this in regular life that we have these like moments where we have to kind of get through something. Okay, but and not physically. How do you get through That's that? That's different. Mm, yeah, but physical, your body, I don't know if your body really knows the difference between physical and, and hmm. I mean, you know, it's just a different... If you've been able to survive a lot and been able to get through a lot of emotional pain, I think maybe you can use the similar tools to get through physical pain. I will have to think about that because I like laughter is the best medicine. Doesn't matter if you're sick with a a broken leg or sick with a broken heart. Yeah. Oh, fucking embroider that on a pillow. Because I was just thinking today about how my superpower is. That when I decide to do something, I will do it. Yes. And then I put an asterisk in it next to it in my mind and thought, except for running. That to me feels like even when I decide, like, I'm going to do it, I'm like, that's enough. I don't have that thing. So I wonder w- whether I But can- you own. Mm, I think you could. Yeah. I think that the motive, if the motive, because if the motivation to finish were there, and there was there was a desire to to achieve whatever goal you set out to achieve that you could channel that same thing that you could get yourself through that physical pain hmm. if you needed to and once you did it once your body it would be like oh i know how to do okay. that it's really just the 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 first time you do that where you're you set you kind of push through that go through the little pain tunnel but physical one I think my that's what I mean. Mine is not little. It's not a little one. Okay. It's a it's oh, a I'm real long one where you're like, Wow, will this tunnel ever end? So like the Alps. Yeah. Where my mom was like, Don't hold your breath, guys. <laughs> yeah. I remember going through it as that's a kid and well she actually she didn't say that. She did the opposite where she was like, Hey, let's play that game where you hold your breath in the tunnels. <laughs> and then she's like, Ah How long is it? Oh, miles. Miles of tunnels. I mean, that's what I that think. That is For scary sure. as heck. Sis, for real. Yeah, I don't think little kid me could really comprehend what was happening there. Right, They're like we're going through. Like, how do they even build that, that tunnel? Don't you? Th- I feel like that same thing about the the London. What's the, the tunnel from London? The yes, yeah. the London to Paris or whatever yeah, that is underwater. Yes, yeah. like come on. Yeah, that seems wrong. And. We're just going to live underwater. Like, why aren't we just live? Like, why don't we? Like, that's going to be. Remember, I said 2044. We're probably. We better get ready for that. We know how to. I feel like we know how to go underwater better than we know how to go into space. Yeah, well, we should quit. I don't know. Yeah, at any rate, I I don't know. My tunnel's different than yours. But that sounds really nice for you that you you had such a nice hike. How long did it take you? Way off topic. How, How long? What? Uh, Four hours? Three and a half hours, I think. For like six something miles. Six. It was like a third. That we is stopped. insane. We took, like, we took some drone shots and we took some. We gained. We did like 2,000 feet of elevation. Wow. Good for you. 
Yeah, it was I really fun. I thought you were giving me a high five on Zoom. I was like, yeah. Oh, I could high five. I'll high five you. Yeah, we were doing, but I was like doing like that. But we'll high five. I like it. I, I basically just left you hanging is what I did. I did it. I just did an internet version of I leave you hanging. I you hanging because so. I thought you were doing it. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's high five. Let's do it. Right oh, now. Yeah. Good job. Well, I'm proud yeah. of you. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's fun. Just conquering goals over here, just smashing it. But there was still snow on the ground, which was fun. We were that high. We were high enough to where it's like there's snow. Yeah, what do you... Saw some little animals, a yellow-bellied huh? marmot. What? You must have had what? to wear layers then. We did. Yeah. Definitely. I wore my bug jacket. I have a or bug shirt. What does that, that mean? protects me from mosquitoes. It's made of some fabric that they can't get through. I need that. Oh, I'll get you that. Oh, my gosh. How do they do it? Oh, it's the best. I never get bit when I wear it, obviously. On any part or just where it's covering? I mean, just where it's covering. Okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> there might be stuff in it, though, that maybe... I don't know. It might be bug repel... I don't know. But then I wash it, so that seems like... So no, I put probably on uh, 4th of July, I was going to be outside, so oh, I put deed no. everywhere, except, of course, my face, and I got bit right there. You can kind of see it on Zoom. Oh. I mean... I was just like, oh, the one place I didn't put the deet. Right. Well, don't put deet there. That seems. Well, I know. Seems, but your house is very buggy. Well, yeah, we're like because it's so it's very like foresty. Yeah, it's got to be. I need bu- that like, clothes. That sounds great. Okay, I'm gonna make sure we get you a little bug shirt, <laughs> bug off shirt. Another thing you should yes. definitely get is the awesome um, stuff that Kitsch sells, which maybe you guys saw that Kitsch has um, <gasps> heatless oh. rollers. My silk pillow. Yes, silk pillowcases. They have really great stuff. If you're like a beauty enthusiast, this is for you. Or a curly-haired gal. Yes. This is the stuff to not break your hair. Right, because the silk pillowcases protect your hair. Then I can't use heat on my hair because of that tragedy I suffered. Oh. So the heatless rollers are a godsend because then I can still get that volume. That's what I did the other day for yeah. the Dixie Chick show. They have eye masks. Oh, yay. They have caps. Um, they have shampoo bars, which I love. They're better for the environment. Great for yes. travel. Great for camping. Hello. Yes. Bottle free, baby. Just. Oh, I feel like great for kids, too. Right. Come on. Ever, who, like, yeah. use half the bottle. Exactly. Like, <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, they have quick dry hair towels, which I love as well. And then hair ties, scrunchies, really cute stuff. You guys will love it. Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash brain candy. That's uh, 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch. It's spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash brain candy. One more time, mykitsch.com slash brain candy for 30% off your order. Really nice stuff. Whoa. Yes. Um, well, I have some fun to stuff to teach you more than just, you know, like, uh, uh how high I hiked because that's Tell boring. Me. Um, I read a really interesting article that I really want to hear your take on because hello, you're like literally the doctor of this. Um, so I read an article about a recent study that was done on celibacy and they found that there's a biological or evolutionary link to celibacy. They theorize that there is. Okay. So in most situations, when you look at something like we have a biological instinct to procreate yeah. to that's like it, it would take something extreme. It would take something like a cultural 
pressure or a um, like a religious or societal, uh, I don't know, like rule yeah. that is part of cooperation that then benefits like right. you in yeah. society like that. But they, people were interested in researching, like, is there more to it? Okay. Is it how, why would somebody participate in something that was costly to the species? Right. Okay. So, um, they looked at, they looked at Tibetan families and Tibetan monks and they found that, in Tibetan society, about one in seven sons goes off to be a monk at the monastery. And when you look at the genetic lineage and the history of all the families, they studied, I want to say it was something like 21, 530 households in 21 villages. And they found that families where there were older brothers and younger sons like older brothers that didn't go to the monastery and younger sons that did the ones that had siblings that went to the monastery ended up having more children okay so subtly these changes are over time like we start to think that it's part of a cultural practice but really if you look and most of the time it's the parents decision to send their child away so the parents recognize that i will have more grandchildren and these are these are very very these are like subtle messages that a big a group gets over multiple generations that then changes the I don't know society or culture to maybe like match what they see but if you picked up that when my son when one child abstains there's then more resources for my older child and when you live in a society where Maybe there's um, like an exchange of goods when somebody gets married or we're having a lot of children and having a lot of grandchildren is advantageous because it helps you yeah, farm survival. or helps mm-hmm. survival yeah. that you're picking up messages about that. And so families where one son was celibate led to more offspring of an older child. Okay. And you're saying that they're arguing that this is... um biological rather than yes um, it hints that celibacy can evolve by natural selection yep that the ones that they that they they pledge to the mm -hmm, mm -hmm. monkhood uh Mm -hmm. are naturally inclined to be celibate already that it's more like the family's decision to do that. And when the family decides to send, because also like having offspring doesn't just benefit you. It benefits like the, it benefits everybody. Like we're looking at biological, like like reasons for doing Mm -hmm. something, you know, evolution. Like it's not just like, Ooh, I want some kids. It's like, there's something in us that says we need to do that. And even grandparents, that's why grand, like grandparents like have babies, have babies. Like they have that same biological urge that we do that, that is in there that makes us become parents. So that's even in there. So this study showed that, Monks who remain single, by remaining single, it means there are fewer men competing for marriages in the village. And while all the men in the village may fight 
or might benefit from one of them becoming monks. A monk's decision does not further his own genetic fitness. Therefore, celibacy shouldn't evolve. But in situations where having a brother who's a monk makes men wealthier, therefore more competitive on the marriage market, religious celibacy can now evolve by natural selection. This is what the article says. While the monk is not having any children, he is helping his brother have more. I do not get it. That is so crazy. So why don't we think that the reason those brothers have more kids as a result of the monk brother why don't we think that's just social pressure because certainly you're aware like my brother's not having any kids so maybe i need to get busy why don't they think that i'm so fascinated by this idea that they think oh it shows that parent parental favoritism like is linked to Really, I think that's probably what it boils down to is that parents' favoritism towards one child Which one or do not they favor. Being f- in a way, the oldest. They favor the ones that have They're kids. They're sending the youngest one off to better the advantages of the oldest. Oh. And this oh, is subtle. Oh, this is something I see what you're saying. Yes. I maybe that's a long no, way. No, no, no. I get it. it. Yes. So you're saying yeah. that because they favor these yes. older kids, they, they, um, yes. the younger ones are like sacrificial lambs. So yes. there's greater grandchildren of the ones that. Yes. Okay. Yes. <gasps> wow. The average number of offspring that the older child will have, and it has to be male that the older, because it didn't work. It wasn't the case for females, but it's almost like that. We're still looking at a society where like men are more. I, I thought know. you were going to say. Mm-hmm. That because they're often trying to figure out the genetics of homosexuality and just sexuality in general, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I remember reading a long time ago that one of the only reliable predictors of homosexuality that they had discovered yet was how many older brothers you had. The mm-hmm. more older brothers you had, the greater the likelihood was that you would be gay. Mm-hmm. You would be a gay man not I, I believe this was all about men mm-hmm. yeah so i thought you were going to say that similarly if you had older brothers you were more likely to be asexual and then inclined to join the monkhood mm-hmm. a monastery this didn't work the same i believe in situations where the boys chose to right be in the that's interesting that's the part where it becomes – it was only ones where it was parental favoritism. Parental wow. favoritism. And the part that's really interesting about this, that they're, that they're like, uh, further research ha- must be done because it says – and I'm going to read the part, this part of the article. <clears throat> it says, this model could potentially also clarify the evolution of other kinds of parental favoritism in other cultural contexts such as infanticide. Right. A similar framework might explain why female celibates are rare in patriarchal societies, such as Tibet, but more common in societies where women are greater in competition with each other. For example, where they have more inheritance rights, such as parts of Europe. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's interesting, Totally. Where did you read this? This was in an article or a magazine called... Or online something. It was called Down to Earth. Okay. That's really and, But it there the link is from... The study was done in the Royal Society 
proceedings. Oh, yeah, I can't search that. But yeah, it's, it was like wow. a, a and I read it in a few different things. I think it was even on like um like I fucking love science.com. Yeah. IFL.com. It's kind of like yeah. you know, sometimes we like to flatter ourselves as a species and we think like we are oh. like <laughs> we're just, This is exactly what I was yeah, thinking. Go. We're just animals. Correct. That, that, yes. That how that we think that we have created all this stuff, even in things that we've we we put a religious label on. Yeah. Or we look at it. It all boils down yeah. to biological urges, doesn't it? Yes. Even when we we don't, when there's so much that we're doing that we are conditioned to do based on evolutionary advantages or whatevs. That we just chalk up to like, I don't know, maybe culture. I, it, it definitely crosses over. But I just think at the end of the day, we're all just like, it, it's biology wins. You know what I learned recently? I was embarrassed to to admit, but I always use... That T-Rexes are carnivores? Let's talk about that. Oh, ah, dang it. I should have brought it up. Uh-oh. You are right. I thought she'll never bring oh. this up, so I'm never going to be able to have this conversation oh no oh no am i wrong do i have to eat my words that would be so what if they were vegetarians i wish that would be like the best thing that could ever happen to me no uh, i you're right i'm sure you're right i didn't even question that it was that my best friend from growing up leah who i love the one whose family owned the chocolate factory yes um she listened to the episode and she left me a voicemail and she was like saying, oh, I listened to this episode and here's like my, my thoughts. And she was like sharing them. And it was very funny. It was an audio message, right? So like I'm listening to this and then I'm trying to think, which episode was it? And I'm like, oh shit, this is, <laughs> this is the fucking T-Rex one. And I knew that she would know that they were carnivores. Uh-huh. She's into the same shit you're into. And... <laughs> I, she and nice. she starts laughing and she was like, I'm going to have to say I'm on Sarah's side about this. <gasps> uh, like, I didn't see this going this I way. I definitely knew that they were carnivores. Um, and then she like wanted to make me feel like it was okay because she was like, but you know, like I know how it feels like when you're, you know, on stage or whatever and like your brain just, wah. and I'm just like, <laughs> I am going to kill Sarah. And I literally <laughs> said to Adam, <laughs> I have got to start editing this shit out. Because I have the, I can get rid of that. And so here's what I want to say. But I'm wrong all the time. So it's fine. What? Yeah. Sarah, let me tell you about Sarah. Uh, Go ahead. I'm the, I'm the worst. Here's who Sarah is. No, you're not. I love you. Sarah is the kind of person that when you're playing Trivial Pursuit, if she's reading the card and she knows the answer to the question, she'll be like this. Oh, this is an easy one. No, right? I don't. Because she I'm knows- trying to get better. I don't anymore. I've worked on it. Because she knows the answer. She cannot believe anyone else no, yeah, wouldn't I, know I, it. It's the, I, I know the worst. I've, 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 it's been years since we played Trivial Pursuit, probably for good cause. But, and I probably lost those privileges is why. But I, I'm better now. I'm getting better. Okay, so just know that that is part of it. And then the other part of it is, and any of you watching on Patreon can see, I am writing the show notes, okay, 
I am watching the timer to see when we need to do an ad. I have the copy to do the ads. Correct. Basically makes everything happen. Um, you know, spinning a lot of plates over here. So many. And so sometimes I'm maybe like half listening or like, or not processing everything as much as you would if you were totally focused. And so I make mistakes. Okay. Uh, yes and so hey al bundy ted bundy over here listen <laughs> nobody knows this more than me i feel you sister this is a no judgment zone it is not Except a no judgment happens, zone in which case i judge like crazy <laughs> and i apologize for this so like just briefly in that moment when i'm like wait what do they eat again and she's like instead of just being like oh they're meat eaters so they're probably eating like fucking buffalo or whatever the hell that there was back then she'll be like shows didn't you see Jurassic Park? I know. I'm awful. It's so bad. No, I, you're not. I am. I was equally as awful when Eli and I had went toe to toe on a sports term that he swore he was right about. I swore I was right Who about. Was right? We went to brunch with his friends. They all agreed with me and I was right. That's and then I worse. proceeded to spike the napkin. Why are you like this? Why am I? What's wrong with me? I said to Sarah, we were talking, what was this in? Oh, we were doing our live about the all-stars. And I was saying how like the worst trait a person can have is to be a bad winner. And Sarah's like, yeah, I have have that problem. I am that. I have that problem. It's better that I lose. Here's the thing. I'm working on it. No. I'm working. I. I'm not, I need I'm not you should also, but I need to work on like why totally it would be so upsetting to me that someone would think I was stupid for one second. Like you know why that shouldn't bother me that much. I, I have spent have a lot about... of time thinking about that though. It's embarrassing. But, you would be like, Sue's Oh my uni. gosh! <laughs> Don't think about it. I'm the one who should be embarrassed in that we situation. We should both though. We, you should work on the winning, and I should work on not being an idiot who's sensitive about dumb stuff. Yeah, don't worry about what I think. <laughs> and Leah, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? Yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about? It was something about dinosaur. About I ruined. I I threw you off. We were talking about celibacy. We we're talking about um, getting thing. Uh, uh, sometimes I don't know about things. The sometimes monks. I think. I ruined it. Oh, we See? just said hum- well, we were talking about how humans are yeah. animals. <laughs> Whatever. I what what I, I, I am a carnivore. I'm an omnivore, okay? Yes. And thankfully I have Green Chef for that. This <laughs> is my favorite. Oh. They are so great. Um they deliver food to your house. Recipes and ingredients. So you can make delicious meals. Yes. It is so great. It saves you so much time and it's not wasteful. We always say that. But here's what's great specifically about Green Chef, which is that they have vegan options. Yep. Keto, vegetarian, and you can like mix and match and switch them around. So I had a really great- Yeah, they have um, Mm gluten-free. Like like beef patty with- a coleslaw with like a slaw and zucchini and it was so good and you know when you make a meal and you're like eh, it's probably gonna be okay and then you it's like 
oh my God, this is so delicious. And there's nothing better than delicious and healthy. Yeah, right? Then I feel good and it tastes good. No, I so satisfied. And you're not spending a bundle. Like every time you eat out, think of how much that is. And you could have Oy, steak no. and butternut squash salad, green pea falafel <gasps> with tahini. I love a falafel. Sarah loves a falafel too. She loves Mediterranean. Love Mediterranean plate. Mm, yes. Um, it's the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. Um, we love it. Mm. And they have a deal for you. Let me tell you what it is. Go to greenchef.com slash braincandy135 and use code braincandy135 and you get $135 off what? across five boxes plus free shipping on your first box. Come on! Go to greenchef.com slash braincandy135 and use code braincandy135 to get $135 off across five boxes plus free shipping on your first box. Yes! Do it! Anyway, so I should never have those feelings, though, because Sarah is the nicest person, maybe ever, and so is Leah, no. frankly. Like, oh. you guys are just way nicer than me. I should never be offended because you're just, you never mean anything by it. I never I never mean anything. It's a, it's a character flaw, though. Like, so even, us, even us nice, nice gals. Wonder why you sometimes. love winning so much. I know your mom was into competition yeah she made me win and i also think it's it has something to do with my worth being in what i can like achievement attached to worth interesting and well sarah taught me this this is such a great thing for you guys to know too can't wait for this what i teach just about how we all know this intuitively but you you described it perfectly which is that every family has currencies and they're all different and some families value um, achievement, like straight A's, or athleticism. Mm-hmm. How strong are you? How fast are you? In my family, it was humor. How funny are you? How quick are you? And usually, whatever that currency is helps form what you value and then what you pursue. Mm-hmm. So probably you're saying in your case, it was like achievement equaled some kind of value. Yep. Maybe you got more attention. Maybe you got more praise. Yep. And it was the label. Like I was, it was, and this is so awful because there was just such a contrast between me and my younger brother, Jordan. Like he was somebody who experienced the world in a physical way. He climbed, like he, we had to call the fire department because at two and a half years old, I'm not even kidding. That's how old he was. He was up the tree in the neighbor's yard, like freaking 40 feet up. My mom's like, that is hideous. What do I do? It was he multiple times on the roof. Like he, it, and surprise, surprise, he's a rock climber. And like, then had a job being a welder, building rock climbing gyms where he had to like hang suspended from the ceiling on things. It's like perfect for what he does and, li- and or like enjoys and all this stuff. But he was interacting with his world in that way and didn't care about grades, didn't care. You couldn't get him to sit still in a classroom. So he got in trouble a bunch in school because he wanted to be outside climbing trees. I was the one who got praised for being in the, like studious and being in classroom. So it was like, oh, she's the one who gets the oh, good Oh, yeah, because you're right. The, it can be different for each kid. Yes. Yeah. She's the smart one. And that became like, oh, she's my straight A student. Mm-hmm. He's my 
adventure boy. Right. And then we got the labels and I was like, that's who I am. I'm a straight student. I could be nothing other than that. And if I am anything less than that, then who am I? And I have to get everything right. And I had to be in the spelling bee and I had to be in the chest. It's like, that's it. It's identity. And then the sore losing though, (laughs) that comes from like, in addition to wanting to be that, for some reason, other people can't also be that. No, I'm. Not, I don't think I'm a sore loser. Oh, I mean, sore winner. Sore winner. Sore. Yeah, no, I was like, nice I totally don't mind loser. losing. I'm actually very excited for other people when they win. That's the fun. That that's. I'm yeah, so stoked. I'm sorry, I misspoke. She is a great loser. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say I should lose everything. Like. When we played, I think we played Goofy Golf and like Lincoln kicked my butt because I'm terrible at that. <laughs> and uh, it was great game. Great game. But for some reason. I was humbled the whole time and it's so excited when everybody else would get a hold of I bet you really hate like if you win, but it's a tie. Is that like the worst? Because no, we'll you're gotta fine with it. A rematch. Oh, <laughs> we got to fix that problem. Yeah. Wow. Because. Yeah. There the was winner. a time. There was a time where I played. Like, I never lose at memory game where you yeah, have the cards yeah, and you flip yes. them over. I don't. <laughs> but the part, the thing that that is not good, that will is not fair, and I was very upset about, is I played memory game with three people when I was on uh, The Real World. And the order in which you sit. Oh, that's true. Makes all the difference. Yeah. And Devin sat next to Bea, who was getting every motherfucking thing wrong. And Devin was like, I fucking got this. It was like she knew she no. was or- helping her. And then she beat me. And I was like, oh, no, that is not that is not a win, my friend. And in my mind, I still think about that lose <laughs> and how so, like, like, yeah, because you can't No, Don't play three person memory. No, that's that is not a three-person game. I just want to add, by the way, I didn't say it's not like I said T Rexes are herbivores. <laughs> I just was like, what do they eat again? Okay, right. Listen, okay, I'm sorry. We're you being incorrect <laughs> is is only your concern. People are much more pointy the finger at like a shame no they're and, not and, i think they're like yeah, my Suze, win. but i still don't know what they ate i still don't know what the food was like that's what i was Just asking other dinosaurs oh i'm i'm surprised by that. yeah <laughs> they ate other dinosaurs i feel like that's yes. almost cannibalism this is a good point because for real, I was like, okay. what animals are they eating? Oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, see, I don't know shit about dinosaurs. <laughs> this is this is where we're going to link it to evolution right now and all that. So can't, I assume that a T-Rex and a Brontosaurus can't get it on. I would assume that too. Also, they lay eggs, don't they? I don't want to talk about it. Like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I'm scared. Because that now I'm like, how the fuck do dinosaurs... They do. They, they have eggs, but I don't want to say that they're not mammals. Yeah, they for do. Sake, they're not. We know. Okay. No, but I don't. I'm scared. I'm scared. No, some of them I have are. PTSD I'm from Sarah's attack on me. <laughs> well, I'm with you on this one. That's where I. I no, there were past eggs. Jurassic Park. There were eggs. There were eggs. There. The, I don't know much. They're reptiles. And so yeah. Okay, but then you can't have a Stegosaurus and a T Rex doing it so they're different species so they it it kind of would be more like oh okay a lion okay. eating an oh, antelope oh they're different species you're saying 
Yeah, um. I'm, it's like lion eating lions taking down an elephant, and they're all eating the elephant. Okay, that's fine. T Rexes are like, Rawr, come here, little I don't know, brontosaurus, and then they're that, and then they have like a dinosaur feeding frenzy. <laughs> All right, that's fine. I'll allow it. We don't know shit about this. Like, I was just reading something that said dinosaurs have feathers, which we talked yeah. about before, and that could have been the reason yes. why they. Like, I don't even know. Who knows? About it was this a real shit. mess. Okay, everybody, a total mess. And you know what? This is funny because I, I didn't. This is a, a story that I've had for a long time, and like, I'm like, this is just like a little story <laughs> that so I read. Sorry. No, 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 not this one, the one I'm about to talk about right now, but this like a perfect segue because like it has to do with like uncovering, you know, paleontology is like digging up bones. Um, But I, this was just like a funny little thing I read that there were some recent Roman artifacts that were discovered and it has a phallic symbol carved, like a dick pic carved in the side. And that was something very common in like um, if you go and visit the ruins of Pompeii, they have them over the doors. It was like symbolized fertility and good luck. This one is not that, however, because it comes with a graffitied message about the person that basically says, this guy's shitty. <laughs> no! Just yes, like when we break up with named- a guy and we're like, he had a small dick. Yes! It was like that! It was like somebody was mad about this dude and drew a dick, drew a dick pic and then wrote his name. And his name was um, Secundius. Secundius, and so there was this image, this dick, this dick pic that was drawn, and underneath it, it basically Secundius is shitty. <laughs> no, yeah, it was like the first uh, uh, graffiti, like bathroom, you know, stall message that was like dick hieroglyphics, <laughs> dick hieroglyphics. Yes, same... it was Roman hieroglyphics. Oh. Roman, yes, oh, Roman. What would you call it? No, they're still dicks, but Romans. Then, but they're yes, not it was along the line of Hadrian's Wall. Oh my God! In England, I, I believe that's where it is. Yes, I guess it goes. Maybe it goes other. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought it was like right. It in was an insult England. written alongside the recent discovery. That is crazy! <laughs> wow, but makes sense. Like it. Yeah. I could see it because, like, they are men are the worst. Yeah, and they just carved it right inside. Okay, this is actually funny because it's going to also connect me being a, a a sore winner. Oh no! So when I this is great. I can I I this this I don't know if I've shared this story on here before, but when I was a little kid, I remember I was playing hide and go seek with my brother once. I was probably five, six. He was young. Maybe, who knows? Old enough to do this, but young enough to do this. <laughs> um, you know? Yeah. Once you're here, you'll get it. So we had a leather chair, this leather... Yes, like, I've heard about chair, this. I love it chair. so much. <laughs> and it was the kind of chair that you could like carve into and it would like make it look light, like you know, with your nail, like you could draw on it with your nail yeah. and then if you kind of like... Leather. Use some... Yeah. Le- it was leather, yeah. right. And But it was very soft. I don't know, like I, a little kid would do this. It's buttery leather. And I... Behind the chair, <laughs> my mom found a message that said, Sarah is cool. <laughs> and then she's like, Sarah! And you're like, Do you carve into my chair? And I was like, It wasn't me! I did not do that. I passed off on Jordan that, like, my little brother, who definitely could barely read and write, he was too busy climbing trees, so he wasn't the st- one writing messages. I wrote, and I I tried to blame him, and I wrote, Sarah is cool. 
while playing a game of hide and go seek, which is, a, is probably me on a high from totally. winning the last round. No, I, totally that. No, I feel like it's because like when you wait, you get bored and you're like, what can I do right now? ADD. Like Sarah is cool. I got to do something. That, maybe that is it. Little kid ADD. Who was, I was always doing that. I cut up so many pieces of so many. I, I got in trouble for cutting up clothing and turning it into other art projects when I was little. If I'm not mistaken, that, Sarah's birthday was canceled because of. Correct. Uh, she cut up a. I I picture it like a lacy. You are so good, Susie. You really live inside all my memories now, or my memories live in your head. One of the two. Yes. Yeah. Lacy nighty. And then nightgown. She her mom was like, "Your birthday is canceled." And you know how like we would all say stuff like that, or as a parent, like I say stuff all the time that I then don't do. She did it. My mom followed through on the consequences <laughs> with that. She's like, no more Peter Pan birthday party. No, Pinocchio. It was a Pinocchio puppet show birthday party. Canceled. Are you serious? Pinocchio mm. puppet show would be so good. Like with marionettes? Yes, correct. Oh. This would be so fun. That's fun. <laughs> easy come, easy I go. It, it, made for, it made for really good uh, material on the podcast. So, it did. You know, it's all worth yeah, it. Yeah, long game. All worth long it in the game. end. Yeah. Yeah. I still cut up clothes for stuff like that. <laughs> You're like, I learned nothing. I learned nothing. I was thinking, I was actually having that conversation the other day that, you know, sometimes the things, this, this is the same as my brother climbing the tree. So often the things that we yeah. like, punish kids for are the things that they grow up and, and excel at. Yeah. I got the talks out of turn constantly on my report card every year, and now I have a podcast. Yeah. So, and then, you know, a gal who was in my uh, elementary school class who was like, people were like, don't, don't doodle on that. Pay attention. You're drawing. She illustrates children's books. Oh, wow. Well, and yeah, like, so like all comedians say they were the class clown. Yes. And it's sort of like... The thing where when you start dating someone, the thing that attracts you eventually oh. can become like an irritant or worse. Yes. Um, because there's a flip side to every trait, every human right. trait. Yep. It's it's important to – like I read an article once on, on – they called it your shadow self, that for everything there's a shadow side to it. And if you like the part that's in the sun, you have to accept the part, the part that's in the About shadow. About yourself? And I think that – uh, yeah, I think it, it, it'll help you. You don't have to necessarily accept it. You have to be aware of it, yeah. that it exists, and then kind of work on it. You know, I I've, I said for myself, one of the things was, you know, the, the same thing that makes me quick-witted can also make me really sharp and hurtful in a fight, that I will say the thing that is hurtful. And I remember a time where I said that and I really regretted it afterwards. And it was like, just because I can doesn't mean I should. And so I worked on kind of recognizing uh, that like I can have the thoughts, but not say them out loud. We all have that. As to spare the person. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So. (laughs) Yes. What does the Bible say? That the tongue is like a sword or something. The tongue is sharper than a sword. Yes, that's it. It is true, though. Uh, it is. It's, oh. And you just, you once you, it's like you can't get the toothpaste back in the tube. Mm-hmm. Once you say those things. I know. Yeah. That is. And I just knew. Yeah. No, go, go ahead. I knew the thing that would hurt the most. That's what I would 
like you. I don't know. This was years ago. This was with my, hello, my ex-husband. Yeah, no. A long time ago. No. And you maybe once, what? One time. Yeah. One time. I, one statement. Yeah. And I'll, that's it. I'm a fast learner. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that is the hardest part when I love someone. Cause, um, I oh. can win any fight. Any, but I don't, I, 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 I'll just let there, there's time I'll happily lose. Go ahead, Sue. No, I'm just... You win. No, I, and I'm just saying, that, like, if I love someone, I think to myself, I know what I would say right now, but I yeah. will regret that and I'm not going to. And, but then you might yeah. not have a great argument and without that special thing you can't say. <laughs> I say there's, there's, you know, in the, in the, the learning process, you know, when we're working with relationships with other people... We can't control what other people do, but we can control what yeah. we do. And so much of what we do impacts how other people respond and what happens next and blah, blah, blah. And so many times with my clients, I, I every single client we talk about this with because they'll come back to me and they'll be like, I knew what to do and I still did the other thing. Um. I'm like, I know. This is part of it. And then guess what? There's going to be this time where you know what the right thing to say is. You're in the moment. You're like, don't say that. Don't say that. And then you're still going to say it. And then as soon as you say it, you're going to be like, fuck, I did it. No, but- and that's going to happen for a while, like three times. And then maybe. And then there's going to be the moment where it happens before and you're like, oh, no, I don't want to do that again. And then you change the behavior. But it's not like you just have the awareness and then don't do it. There, that magical middle part is, oh, it's the worst part. Well, but okay. But here's one thing to to add about you, which is that, like I said, Sarah's so nice. And you're like, yeah, but like when I win, whatever, like all bets are off. But even when you do that, like the, the bad winner thing, yeah, it is absolutely not to cut the other person down. Oh, it's definitely 100% not. It's 100% just about wanting to feel the joy of winning or whatever. Oh, correct. I never, and I... I no, I have right. never ever seen her do anything with the intention of hurting the other person, ever. Oh, oh, and like so that's awesome. almost unheard of. You know, like we oh, all have like flaws and stuff, heart, but that oh, is something I know for you. sure. Like your goal is never about like hurting a Revenge. person. No, Revenge. never, no. never. I can't. Which is really lovely thing. Well, thank you, Sue. That's true. Seeing that in me, I really <laughs> for seeing that, that I in care me. about people. People are the best. <clears throat> now me, I am um, definitely yeah, trying so, to. Hurt except people. that one guy who you know we had to do a dick pick of. That guy's shitty. <laughs> he's that guy, the he's worst. the worst. R.I.P. That guy. R.I.P. That guy. <laughs> I don't even know where that article went. I had it somewhere in my notes. It was what is his name? Secundius, which also like oh, sounds like a nutsack. Anyway, yeah, it says his name. Secundius. Good. Say his kind of. Totally, like it's it sounds like a swear, you know. And you know what you say, Susie. We are our names, so if that was his name, I'd be like that guy. She should have seen it off the top. She should have seen it coming, so to speak. Shoulda, shoulda. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, "What's your secret?" Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only fourteen ninety-five. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Um, okay, I think we have time for one oh, more. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, yeah. Okay. This, I love this article. Um, or this study, I, I guess. There was a new study that was published this week in uh, PLOS1. We've talked about this. I don't know how you say it. Plus one or pl- PLOS1, whatever. But we've mentioned this journal before. So I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think I know it. Okay. Um, so this was the first time a large-scale study was ever done on uh, anal sex preferences and women. No. And you might be like, that's a silly thing yeah, to study. Yeah, I was going to say, but, our preferences, no. <laughs> uh, well, mm, we'll see. Because here's what one of the biggest problems is. Is we have, and we talked about this a few episodes ago. No, not a few, a long time ago. We talked about how there, even the sexual terms and language that we use for describing things that feel good are male-centric, are centered around male pleasures. We have terms for male pleasure around sex. And the idea for a long time was like anal sex is a male, is like for him. It's like, oh, this like treat for them or that it always had to do with with penile penetration. But these researchers were like, eh, you know, in the lesbian community, that's not always true. And mm. sex is not just confined to penetration with the penis. Uh, no, sir. <laughs> and so this study, like, was a it sampled more than 3,000 U.S. women who were between the ages of 18 and 93. Um, also, 93 years old. Wow. Get it, I just, yeah, yes. I wouldn't have caught that. Right? Okay. Still doing it. And they were uh, talking about the specific ways in which anal touch can be pleasurable for them. And it's it. we do not have a language, a definite, like a lot of these terms for wi- pleasure for women. They're, and even just a study on knowing like what women enjoy helps – I mean, it helps so much. Mm-hmm. It helps create a language around it. it. When there's a language around sexual acts, things that feel good to us, then we can communicate what we need in order to feel good. And it it makes it so our needs can get met better. And we can better – that like changes – it kind of creates a more sex-positive society when we have the language to speak yeah. about our preferences. And when they did the study, they found out that – there's a lot of people who enjoy these kind of things. So we have to kind of rethink what we mean by anal sex first. Mm. And, you know, because it really does bring an immediate and specific image to mind. And it's most mostly about male and male pleasure. So as we talked about, it's not just confined to penetration with the penis. So they said that there are a whole lot of tricks that we've kind of been missing out on. And uh, they came up with three terms that were previously undefined that deal with pleasure for women and it's anal shallowing, anal surfacing, and anal pairing. Okay. And this is an academic study, people. We're talking about this from an academic Yeah, get your minds out of the gutter, you yeah, but also if you want to go home and have a little <laughs> – you do it. You can now get specific about what thing what you like. So 
they just just the researchers even just uh, uh, provided like detailed descriptions and diagrams of all this stuff. So you know those are always fun to look up on your own time. Uh, so anal shallowing refers to penetrative touch just inside the anal opening, no deeper than a fingertip or a knuckle, and it's an, it's a technique that thirty five percent of respondents reported enjoying. One third. Wow. We have so much shame around that where like women are like, oh, do you like anal sex? And that's the only word that we have for it. So they're like, no, because I don't like that. But then they don't say that one third of them enjoy that. I bet you, though, I mean, when you're talking about language, the words we use when we ask questions and stuff matter. So like if somebody said anal play, I think they would maybe envision more of what you're describing. Yes. And would be more inclined to say, yeah, like that'd be all right. Like in the right moment. Yeah. But how many guys would, that you're out with say that word? Right. They would just say the the sex. Which to yes. me... Which then makes you think yeah. you're going to get off, not me. Well, that's right. There you go. But if he said, do you enjoy anal stimming, which is me stimulating you yeah. in that way that one third of women like, I might be like, yeah, I do right. actually. Which then tells me you're interested in my pleasure. You're right. So the questions tend to be framed yes. heteronormative and also um, male-centered. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. Yes. So – uh what else then there's anal surfacing yeah, which is sexual sexual touch on and around the anus but not in yeah, people so like that's that. kind of like playing with your butt yeah b-hole play which 40 percent of women resp- reported finding that pleasurable i think that's i can't believe it's not higher right yeah see i like this is this is a very like i think this, these kind of things are important to normalize the things that and like create a language for women's sexual pleasure yeah. that has not existed before because it gives people permission to and and really this is like the glue of relationships this is better for i mean women who are enjoying sex with their partner and can openly communicate that have like it's like better for your immune system like we there's all this good stuff that's linked to like a healthy sex life and like women having orgasms and stuff right and even just the connection between your partner it's good for your soul mind and body yeah staying curious like we talked about before yeah uh, what was the other word you, anal servicing yeah i talked the third one i uh, don't talked have. about that i think it's anal pairing pairing which is they were joking in this article, not an X-rated file sharing technology, but touch on or inside the anus at the same time as vaginal penetration or clitoral touching. Oh, yeah. I feel like that would be popular. Don't people like that? 40% of women mm-hmm. like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and they're they saying like it's more popular than you realize because we're talking about it incorrectly. Yes. We're talking about and and it... it by f- doing research on the things that women enjoy and really understanding the, the 
the, the what we're really doing. I mean, sex is like it's only recently been researched. And we like all the Kinsey studies where they were just like watching people have sex. That and that was only one co- one population. Like yeah. we really don't. It's only recently that we've been exploring this thing that, as we talked about with the celibacy thing, is biologically ingrained in us, and we all participate in in some way. But we live in this patriarchal society that kind of speaks about it in a way that benefits men, where we haven't asked women for a million billion years. Oh, by the way, what do you like? We don't even have a language for it. So by having these studies and discovering kind of like what women enjoy, we then can create a language around it because in studying it and find asking the question, what do you like? They have to create a, a term for it. So then women go, they create a term, give a definition, draw a little diagram. This is what it looks like. Women are like, yeah, that. I do like yeah, that. Yeah, that I'll do. And now they have a language and then they go out with their partners. Hey, I... I I read about this thing. I like that. I'd like you to do that. And now we know when they're in bed and the guy's like, oh, what would you like me to do? You get to say it. And they, they want a freaking Yeah, they just want a little, little surfacing. People. They just want a little anal surfacing. And you want a little anal pairing. And everybody should just talk about it. By the way, I remember what I was going to say when I was started on the dinosaur rant. Oh, which yeah, is yeah. that, you know, I was wrong about something that wasn't dinosaurs. Which was right. that... I was using the word celibate as a synonym for abstinent, uh, abstinence, oh. um, and, like not having sex. But celibacy is not being married. And then the implication is like they're not having sex, like priests. The, right. They take a vow of celibacy, not abstinence. They agree to... What an in, What a very important yeah distinction like, and distinction because uh, my mind c- put put the two in the same category as well yeah because when you hear celibate you think just sex they're yeah. not banging but it, it right it refers to not um part ma- being married and that makes it make even more sense with the biology that you're not pairing up with somebody then leaving more available females for the right. older male offspring so you're bettering his chances yeah. by not taking it like yeah Mm-hmm. So anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. You know, that's well, it. good work, Sarah. Great episode. Even though she took a beating, we, you know, with my whole diatribe. I just had to get it out. But it was like compliment insult compliment sandwich. Because you said so many <laughs> nice things about me. It was me. a total compliment sandwich. Yeah. And then the middle part was just me realizing I shouldn't be sensitive. Yes, you're a shitty winner, but I mean, that's not yeah, that the worst. But no, this is news to no one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, okay, let's wind it down. Let's. We learned about pain tunnels, which for Sarah, the solution is to sing a little song. That yeah. would never work for my pain tunnel. And I rub my fingers together like this. In a weird what? way, when I go and it feels very soothing, and so when I get to a heart, I get to a part where I just need to focus on something. I just rub my fingers as I'm hiking, and it kind of focuses my so mind. It's she, almost in a way like fidget spinner, like like I I use like some sort of. She's doing an index finger and thumb rub motion, like a circular yeah, motion. Yeah. yeah, that and I just only it, not oh, I only use it when I've when I'm like gassed out on a hike. It's or like uh, on a run. You and I. I have My different pain that. levels then because that would not be, do the trick. <laughs> <laughs> that would not do the trick. It's a distraction technique. Uh, we learned about parental favoritism and celibacy, and that was fascinating. Yes. yes. And shocking. Which may explain some other 
types of parental favoritism that we've for a long time looked at. How could people ever do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Just makes you ask more questions. We don't know anything about dinosaurs still. Nothing. Not a thing. But we do know that for tale as old as time is that when women are aggrieved, they will go right to your dick <laughs> and insult you where it counts. Yeah. And I love This that. person was shitty. Dick pick. <laughs> and then anal sex. It's more than just the old wham bam thank you, ma'am. Yeah, more than just for his pleasure. Mm-hmm. 40% of you guys are enjoying that. And uh, now you have some language to talk about it. Good work, everybody. Woo! We went down a whole journey. It was a whole road. It was cool. that. Just keep saying hole after the <laughs> Good one. So many holes. Ah. All right. Well, can you guys check out our merch? Because we put a lot of time and effort into that. And we got some cool stuff. I don't want to just be spitting into the wind over here, okay? Yeah. Check out those shoots. Love Check them out. And leave us a five-star review and tell them. And subscribe. Bye. Bye. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.